Who put this on? Season four, episode five, where we watch The Colony. Season one, episode one. I'm Chris Lorenz. What's up? I'm Chris Hayes, coming in from the East Coast, trying to pick up some West Coast vibes. All right. Welcome, guest. He <laughs> could not stay quiet enough. <laughs> Maximilian Mongrelius Middleton. Princess of just cut, just cut Duchess <laughs> of Kingington. What? Are, you, uh, are you done, Max? Yes. This is Noah. Hey, Noah. Harrison Hoffman. A B. Wow. He always does that. He always does that. Chris, you gotta look for the point. You gotta look for the point. It's hard to share. It's hard to share a microphone. I agree. Some kind of tight show here. Got a lot of boys. One All girl. right, guys. Again, I have to, I have to can wedge we, my way in. Can we? Can we do? What's my name? Yes. AB Colonist. Whoa. All right. Yeah, we got a full boat today, guys. So oh, mind blown. The boat's uh, about to capsize. Harrison, can you give us a description of the show? Seven strangers from all walks of life enter a groundbreaking real-life experiment to see if they can survive and rebuild after after a simulated viral apocalypse wipes out most of humanity. That's the colony on Discovery. Guys, I have a lot of notes on this. Oh my god. This show is like like LARPing. These people are were these people LARPing or were they just acting? This is this is, I think, the big question of the colony is like, have these people been sucked into this experiment and and are real are picturing themselves in this post-apocalyptic world or are they acting don't let's forget about this that they were 10 experts that were there and then there were three experts that made it so everyone is an expert in this show aka they're all just actors trying to make it some way somehow the go ahead so well, can we I'm, get can yes. we get a quick like like uh what year is this show filmed uh, I have no idea. 2009. It is the, yeah, 2009? That sounds right to me. It, it, it is right. I, I it feel felt like, like it a should 2009 be, show. It felt like earlier. It felt like one of the first reality shows. It definitely feels Does like an fe- early reality show in the way that it, it's not that structured and it feels like it's a little bit dangerous, maybe. It's yeah. HD, so you knew it was kind of on the later side. Uh... Barely HD. It was barely, correctly barely. widescreen. Yeah, it wasn't. It SD. wasn't sixteen by nine format. I'll give sure. you that. That sure, sounds sure, like sure. a good video series. Barely HD. Barely, barely HD. HD. So Chris, are we going right, to do? Let, let, let's, let's do a. Let's do. I'll a do a recap. little rundown of what happened this episode. So seven people sh- like show up and they do some looting, and then they walk like. Eight miles to this giant warehouse, but they claim. also got looted too, right? Well, is that is that so where I think you missed? An well, important part of the tea up for this is that they were, all, they were all put in some kind of sleep deprivation situation at the beginning of this for like 36 hours or something. 30. 30. Guys, 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 guys. Okay. Okay. That's okay. a little minutia. Minutia <laughs> let Chris. No, this is I'm, important. It is. This is important. This is important. You need a mic, Annabeth, if you're going to yell. This is important. <laughs> the men have the mics. <laughs> Spoiler alert, this show gets like an all of a sudden turn sexist at the end. What do you mean um, all of a sudden? It's racist. That's not, yes. What? Okay. What? All right, guys. All right. So they get to this warehouse. Sleep, do we talk sleep, about the sleep depri- depri- We'll talk about it in the minutia. It's not racist. It's sleep um, uh, <laughs> racist. Well, also, we find out that these seven people have been chosen by like a psychologist, like like two other experts and like and what like is the definition of minutia 
this is important. <laughs> this is the this is the only premise of the show we have. <laughs> Guys, we are thirty seconds into this show so far. We have <laughs> All right. so much time. To Seven get to random people chosen by no means are in a warehouse. <laughs> yes, no means. I'll have you know I'm watching the timestamp, but we are five minutes into the pod and you've been yelling about nonsense for all of it. We're so deep in minutia, I can't even believe it. All right. Chris, what on. do you have? So they go to this warehouse together and they try to like get basic amenities up and running. So the first thing is they get water uh, using, we'll get into it, minutia around the water. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Uh, then they get some fire at night at the first night <laughs> because uh, they had matches. <laughs> will you moon? shut up with the goddamn? <laughs> Every one of these will have. He's not wrong, this. guys. It's real uh, convenient for everyone. Like I see it. They they set up some sort of bed situation. Um, then like three more people come the next day, which is four four more people come on, and that's real weird. That was really odd. Uh, there were some looters in the night too. No, was just bangers always... on the on the walls. That's all they were. They're just bangers on the wall. Marauders. They're, they're the same people that have jobs at like Halloween horror nights. Those were the people that were. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. We're and gonna the, dig into the marauders. Then they they like get some lights. <laughs> they get some coffee. Then they do some laundry. And then the that was on like day four, and that that was the episode. No, there's a lot to talk about. There's lots of there's a shit there. That was a big deal when it yeah. rained. Don't forget the rain. There is no the amount of minutia that we will not down. unpack in the next <laughs> hour and a half of this podcast. <laughs> so don't worry. Give the music rights to that song. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I am so sorry let's talk about let's talk about them. This whole setup of this thing. Yeah, the well, setup like, well, maybe yeah, maybe Chris. I should also intro. Well, James that is sitting at the computer. Two of our number have seen this show before, and maybe we should get like a little bio about how that happened. Yeah, I want to know how the show got picked because I was really n- not excited. Who <laughs> boy? So this is going to go back to my and James and Chris's college days, although Chris doesn't remember this from college. <laughs> I was definitely not a part of this. I'm looking at him, doing. and I can tell that he doesn't remember this. He he, he, he played football. He has an excuse. <laughs> But I dabbled in one of my like athlete. business management classes that this like we we watched like the first season of the show. Hold up. Is this the Colin McCarthy story about good tax, bad tax? That was in a, that was an accounting class. So oh, it's not, it's I thought not I had the story. story. I thought I guessed it. I thought I guessed it. <laughs> So this is, so this it, is it, as it turns out, the business school is kind of a, you know, it's a little smooth route, some would say, as they're watching some TV shows and movies and talking about good stock and bad stocks. Okay, but here's compared the thing. to some of these hardcore classes. But here's the thing. The whole reason that we watch this Miami, show they love hardcore classes. You know what I'm talking about. The whole reason we watch this show, Chris, <laughs> is because it's like a great example of all these different like group dynamics and like personalities like on display. It's like how are people like relating to each other working with each other, whatever, whatever. So it was a part of this class. It was basically about like kind of like group dynamics and stuff like that. So that was kind of the context in which I first saw this show. It's like we like... You watched wa- the whole season? So we watched like the pilot for this show, I think. And I saw like the coming next time, which you saw at the end. And then I came back to the dorm and said, hey, James. And at this point, Harrison the, rolls in. <laughs> this show is insane. We have to, we have to watch this show. 
And then we watch that show. And then we watch the All show. Right. We, we'll have to get into... Oh, we get into it. What a was bad... The sh- well, was the show yeah. good after episode one? I would say that this show is good. Does it get, does it get better? Show. I would say like the... Or is it like same quality? The thing that is not obvious about the show, but like which it kind of leans more into as it goes, is it becomes about like the the inventions that these survivors are making to be able to kind of survive in this post like post apocalyptic world. So like in this so like in this one we saw their first invention was this like water filter where it's like they kind of you know pour this water through layers of like sand and charcoal and sand and charcoal so that it gets filtered out. In like future episodes, they're making all kinds of crazy shit. Like you can kind of see like by like some of the people they picked how some of them are like you know mechanical engineers and like fabricators and mechanics and like all these kind of like they have this kind of set of people that thing who are like real like handymen and a lot of the shows like they're they're, they're like doing these projects and like they're making these things which is kind of interesting you say. guys made me watch the cube and cube two instead <laughs> of this show that's why i don't remember it because i vomited after both of watching those and i was completely sober but hey but you hey. vomited after watching cube and cube two i was cube? sick why would you days. watch both like wouldn't you get enough of cube and then not go to watch no, Cube 2? No, so we watched Cube our sophomore year, and then I took two years off, and then we did Cube, Hyper Cube. So this wasn't in a back-to-back. And I said, please do not let me watch this. But, I'm going to be sick. And everybody's like, oh, no, no, no. And then our good friend Dave Paparelli halfway through looked at me and goes, I get it now. This is my Everest. But have you watched the prequel to the Cube movies called Cube Zero? Cube no, Zero, I baby. like having my in my fluids inside my body, so I'm not trying to vomit again by watching. All right, guys, we're done with the Cube talk. <laughs> but hang on, what if the Cube? What if the rooms are moving? Oh man, that the rooms crazy. are moving, guys. The rooms were All moving. Right. So let's get back to the show. The, the, so you think the show is real, Harrison? These people are like they're like LARPing in this like Wait, warehouse. No, you're missing the point. Indy. So, <laughs> so. That is that is like the big question of the show. Obviously, is like are, like are they acting or have they been like tricked into this scenario because of sleep deprivation and by being put in these circumstances and like surrounded by all these things? Like, oh, they're definitely are they, like are they believing that they are in this situation or are they just totally acting? Well, also it's it's in L.A. So like, is the casting call like do people think they should be acting for a movie? No. Great question. I think but maybe the other the two options here they're acting or they're like playing like some sort of live action role play. Like they're like role playing that they're in this situation. Yeah. yeah. Um because my boy Mike took it a little too serious and we'll dive into it a little bit more yeah. when he was ready to just like bust some heads open. Also, that guy's gonna murder at least forty people, but out of like ten people. Here's the thing: Mike doesn't seem like he's acting. Mike just seems like he's kind of lost in the situation a little bit. I feel like. Well, well he lost his coffee. Oh, sorry. I mean, I think that's what you're gonna say. He lost, you know, his three main vices: smoking, beer, <laughs> and coffee. And coffee. Uh, coffee. Yeah. coffee. And, and, and he was dying. And when they finally brewed coffee on the day and a half through this show. You know, all the important things they got through. They got through water, lighting. Somehow there was 80,000 car batteries in this warehouse. <laughs> a lot of car batteries in this warehouse. He's a modern man. He has to have his clothes washed every two days. So <laughs> It was a pin being taken out of his head when he got the coffee. All right. All right, guys. So I, I do want to add some context from the internet. Uh, 
the people on the show do know what they're getting into. So there is an archive webpage um, from like their casting call and all that. And basically it's like you're casted for the show, The Colony, and you get on. And But it's like any other live uh, reality TV show, right? You know the premise, but I think they're just acting the way they are because they are 30 hours sleep deprived, which is going to shake anyone up. All right, so yeah. that should be a segment. Like it should just be Noah internetting. Oh, that's, that's so close that. to what we actually call oh, it. That's close. an actual segment of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Okay, man, I'm getting this podcast thing. Yeah. Also, guys, I don't know if you saw that on there. You know what that reminded me a lot of uh, is when things went down in Chernobyl. And so I really want to <laughs> dive into that right now is how good that first episode was of Chernobyl. This segment is called Diot Lovers. All right. So yeah. They- I mean, it was amazing. That first episode is one of the best TV so they just got them all. shows got them of all, all time. They mute the mic. Saying. Kill the mic. They, they how, go how through and loot supplies. Why how many Ronkins was that first episode? Why are they looting supplies? 3.1. Like, no. The first thing and then moving eight miles. Like, what do they even know to pick up? Like, I'm so confused. It is, you get into the show. It is very unclear, like, the context in which they are released from their sleep deprivation area into the world to try yeah. and survive. Yeah. Do you think they were, like, told, like, hey, you gotta grab some food, you gotta grab all this stuff, you get in, you get it's into like, this place. It's like, hey, like, follow the LA River, loot stuff along the way, and like, look for a place to stay. And also, then like, they literally have like a big like, sign on a fence that says like, sanctuary like, this way with an arrow that's like, pointing to the place where they're supposed to be. So, yeah, but they had to give them some context, because like, if you're wa- just straight up walking and real slow, eight miles is gonna be at least two hours. Right, so like, that's gonna be a long time to work. Right, and so I, I think they are like they're definitely like, hey, no, keep going, keep going. There is an end. Otherwise, they're just gonna be like, what, what the hell are you trying to do? Well, here? it's it's wild though because this is like obviously like old school reality TV, and we see this happen in literally five seconds. And if this was like if this was like modern reality TV, this would be a whole episode of them trying to find the place. Oh, like yeah. it happens in no time. And there's no struggle, but like of course it takes so long to walk that many miles what if they didn't walk that many miles well they didn't because they were on like a key la bridge that was obviously shut down um so that they could then just be on that bridge for no reason other than just be like just just for the shot just for the shot it's true they were on some bridge that like does not look like (laughs) It usually has like a ton of cars on it. Like well, you think they use it yeah. for like marketing or something? Like why shut down that bridge? I, well, I think it's getting at an interesting point, which like <laughs> later in the show, they spoilers, but they eventually wander outside of this How sanctuary. Dare they? And what I think is interesting is that whatever part of LA this is, I am not an LA expert. I don't really know the area that well. But wherever the hell they are, it's very deserted and kind of apocalyptic looking and i don't know how much of that was like done by the studio and producers or that's just what it looks like it's like there it, like it, it, it is not just this gigantic like abandoned factory that they've like decided to settle in but, like there's like some kind of like radius around it where there's a bunch of other like abandoned buildings and houses and shit that like it, later yeah. like, later in the series they go out and like you know adventures to loot Obviously, they run into some of these marauder guys along the way. Spoilers, but, you know, guys. Spoil- spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, I mean, it's also very limited, too, in the sense that it, it has to be like what the studios use. 
Because that same area is the same area used in like probably like True Detective season two. Uh, I think Transformers was in that same exact area as well. So the area that they're going into is just very set is, up. As is a this just studio. a backlot? So it it, it, it it is not. Um, oh. Again, <laughs> the <laughs> no, internet, internet corner strikes again. Internet corner. You're damn straight. It's very clear on the internet where they shot this today. This is a budding area of LA. I'm like looking on Google Maps and there's businesses coming around. There's Tacos Indiana nearby that has four and a half stars on Google. So pretty good tacos. Um, <laughs> Did you just do a taco plug? Are you shitting me? Do we get sponsors for that? I get paid on the side. Kickback on that? <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, I get free tacos. Paid per taco. But what? A, what I am trying to say, it is a real part of LA. If you dive deeper on the internet, what the studio did was kind of like block off a, cu- a couple streets and created like a kind of set in the in this like offshoot of LA. This is totally. a real expensive reality show. Oh yeah, this is like one of our most the most expensive reality shows. Uh, this is before like gentrifying and all that. So like that real know. estate property yeah. was. I'm not. sure it's not. It's the very beginning. Yeah, no, it's this beginning. area That's does not saying. look that good. Like, yeah, I'm like, kind of checking out of what was there. It was probably. a pretty no, no, I think sure. it's the opposite. This show, I think, is very cheap to produce. No. Uh, they're not... They're, no, is this They're running whole blocks? West Covina? They're I renting know. whole blocks no. here. Mostly, reality shows just rent a house. Like, it's... This is way more expensive. Are you talking uh, about, like, renting a few blocks of, like, a, like, a, like, a shitty area? It is, like, an area that could pass as a post-apocalyptic <laughs> right. condition area. Yeah, but there's multiple buildings. They're closing off streets. Like, they're closing off bridges. I mean, they're, they're not renting, years. like, you know, the pier or, you know, the beach yeah, or something. Half of our TV shows are in a studio that, the like, like the place already owns. Like, come on. I think that area was pretty easy for them to rent. I think the houses that they owned and all that and the other reality TV shows probably cost more because, bless you, is that they ended up, um, you know, because those are bigger properties and the insurance that they have to pay on those properties. And are you okay, James? James almost hurt his hands. I don't know if the <laughs> listeners know how much that James has been going through right now with his hand. All right. And he's been getting through things. And we're really proud of him. So and, the and first thing a, these people and, do is they try to clean water at this the metal Wait, no. Rod came they out today. they set up the bed. Anyway. Put your hands together for James, everyone. Everybody put your hands together for James. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry, James. Was it cleaning the water first? <laughs> Right, that's what they did first was clean water, yeah. and then they set up the beds. Where did they get this motherfucking charcoal at? Like, I'm so confused. There yeah. is so like the basic Let's like talk about charcoal. Like the basic setup for this whole show and like while these projects are possible is that they are camped out in like an abandoned factory, and there are all kinds of things around. There are car batteries. There's bags of charcoal. There's bags of sand. There's all <laughs> kinds of shit around. Brought to you by Kingston. <laughs> Kingston. <laughs> Kings for Thank barbecue pit master all star. <laughs> Grand be- champion. Oh man. That's you can't leave him hanging. Grand you champion. You can't leave the grand champion. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh it's very it seems very set up to have some of this stuff. Like I mean, like they've definitely left them like a bunch of things with which they can do projects. Like do you think There's that they no like gave some sort of hint that you should use charcoal and sand 
Or do they just hope that you knew somebody in there knew? This is a great segue because that's why John's MVP. Not only was he working <laughs> for either Dell or IBM, um, IBM at the time. IBM, you know, because... S- software engineer for IBM. Software. He was also figured out and he knew how to filter water with sand, charcoal, and all. I mean, if you throw me out there, like, I've done some nature things. I would have no idea how to filter water. I'm just going to boil it. Like, yeah, I would have yeah. just boiled it. For sure. Like, this dude is like your stereotypical, like, old school software dev guy. And he just knows something about everything, basically. M It's P. I think what's interesting about... So this Most is John, valuable right? programmer? Is yeah. John, over time, <laughs> he continues and continues to, like, kind of be this uh, personality that has these ideas. He's kind of the idea guy. Mm. And I think one of the things that's fun to watch over time with John is how people react to that. So, like, you know, this is a true social experiment where <laughs> we get to see how these people interact with each other over time. And I think that's actually a thing of the show that kind of gets really interesting because, like, it feels like these people just get wrapped up in themselves and, like, who they're becoming on this show. And they just, like, get real, like, they get real into it. Mike continues to be the security guy. John is, like, the idea guy. At some point, he's taking it to the chalkboard. He's drawing up, like, blueprints for designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you have the, the experts sort of explain what he's explained. He's like, oh, so what he's talking about is whatever. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I think that that's one of the thing one of the things that appeals of the show. They have like picked like a like a set of people with a really good mix of skills that could be important to like this kind of survival situation. I think it's like if Liam Neeson was divided into like seven people. <laughs> yeah, but they also then have a karate teacher and personal trainer thrown into the mix, which I, th- I just think self defense is important. Noah, this is a post apocalyptic world, and people are attacking you. If you don't have to defend yourself, what are you going to do? What are you? In what are, what are you going to do? Real post apocalyptic <laughs> world, very true. In a reality TV show, weakest link. So what do you do? I want to say, okay, you're Hold in the on. show. Noah's in the show, and you're like, oh, I know this is a TV show. So do you just like stand there and get attacked? What do you do? If I'm on a TV show, I, I do the calculus. Are they really going to start punching and cutting folk on the TV? On the so folk, this is a good time. To, so this is a good time to talk about the Marauders and kind of what this whole situation is. Because like basically, they have set up this whole situation where they have this like group of actors who are these Marauders who effectively like you know harass this group of survivors and like you know steal their shit and basically like fuck stuff up so like they'll be like you know sleeping in the middle of the night all of a sudden these dudes are banging on the gate trying to get in whatever so i think that like that's kind of part of the whole like psychological part of this and i think that uh it's 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 a little bit weird in the first episode like how bought in people are like 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 are to this but i feel like you know as time goes on like People actually are living in these. They're con- all in. They're actually like. They're, they're all in. They're like, living not, in these conditions. Yeah. They're sleeping with this shit. They are dealing with these assholes coming to try to fuck their shit up like all the times. So, like they're living in this situation. So I can definitely understand how it would kind of wear on you and push you in kind of this like survival mode like over time for sure. Guys, biggest question I have from this. Hey, who is going to get a little hooching on? <laughs> on that six-person bed first. Anthony Bourdain. Because, you know, it's going to start happening at some point, you know? Everything gets kind of solved, sexual tension. Who are betting odds to be the first people that hook up in this show? 
Well, clearly the software developer. He's deaf. What's his name? John. Hey, I'm just saying John was naked in the very first episode. That's I don't think true. John's hooking up first. I mean, John might be first to be naked doing though. Something with something else, but he ain't doing something else. I mean, there's a lot of people that I know that get naked very fast. Doesn't mean that they're the first well, ones to get anything. L- let me twist this question on you, what? Chris. Do you think there are any cuties in the show? I mean, I don't want to say that, and I don't want to objectify anybody. So, but, you know, I mean, like, but, that's just but. like, I mean, my my betting favorites would be, uh, you know, Joey, <laughs> and I believe her name was Amy. Who's Joey? Joey's Joey's the new guy. He's the guy that did some time. Oh, the convict. <laughs> Joey the contractor. Joey the contractor. Convict, convict or contractor? That, six years. Six that's years. That's my first pick is, is the one of like, all right. And then he's already saying that he's the one that's going to do like morally be corrupt. And you know, I just see him trying to like, <laughs> you know, he's going to be the one that you're like, oh, no, you're going to hook up with that guy. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. George is so much better. Like you should do do that. You should. You guys are made for each other. But instead, like it's gonna be Joey and Amy, and we're all gonna be but, upset. But about what about it. Allison? What about? Oh man, I mean that's still like jury's out of like what she's about. She also was there like as walking in, and that was it. And we were like, okay, what else does she have? We know the least about Allison after the first episode. Is Allison the nurse or the aerospace engineer? Great question. We don't know. I think. I think neither. Internet corner. What do you got? No, there was. Neither. I think she's a nurse. There are two women in the first pack. Two ladies. Yeah, there was. <laughs> she was in the second pack. Allison's in the second pack. Oh, so she's a marine biologist. Marine biologist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does she bring to the table then? That's a great question. Marine biology, you idiot. Knowledge of Other than sea being life. A cutie, I guess. And things about it says the water. Yeah, don't objectify. <laughs> no, I'm not objectifying. no, they're going to befriend the dolphins, and the dolphins will teach them society. All uh, those dolphins in LA. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this kind of tees up like a pretty key moment in this first episode. So like these people have already kind of been like absorbed, like absorbed into the situation for a full day, I guess at this point, and. Out of nowhere, like a group of kind of like four strangers starts basically like beating on the gate and saying, hey, we are also survivors of this apocalypse situation. Let us in like we're trying to survive. And this is kind of like the start of like some of those interesting like group dynamics, because even though one, they're on this reality show and two, they've been there for like a day, they're already starting to get like pretty defensive against this like group of four people that are starting to come in there it's like oh man i don't know what's going on with these people like okay like we can let them in but like we gotta search all their shit and make sure like they're okay or whatever whatever and like i just it's it's amazing like how hardcore they're getting about letting these people in totally yeah. they're definitely larping real hard here they're like really into it they're super into it the the what's the really angry guy Mike. 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 That's his defining characteristic is he's just really angry, really into this. Well, it's he fair. Doesn't... Like we said, though, because he doesn't have his three vices, you know, smoking, <laughs> alcohol, and coffee. <laughs> so, like, when these people come in, he's like, no, don't let him in. Keep him out. What are you doing? And I'm just like, yeah, they're, they're allowed in. The producer said they're allowed in. But like some of the other people were like, of course we'd let everyone in. Anyone, everyone's allowed in. I'm like, which brings me to you, Morgan. Wouldn't you you would never. How do you, how do you not know that they're marauders though? How do you not yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. That's, That's why I'm like, like because those marauders were there the first night and these like supposed new friendly show up the next day, 
You don't know. Are How they the same not, people? They might be actors trying to fuck with their situation. Yeah, exactly. This again circles me back to Morgan, who is definitely the person that lets in the worst like person that's going to kill everyone. It reminds me of the bird box when they let in the one guy that then like ends up opening the blinds and all that. Like that's who Morgan is, the one that's like let's let this guy in even though everyone's like yo, this is like it's a consensus like this is the worst person, we should not let them in. It's so obvious cuz it's like it would some would almost say it's scripted. Um, and they would then, um, let this person in and Morgan would be the one dude and just be like, I told you Morgan, we shouldn't let this happen. Yeah. Okay. Don't trust Th- There's, there's that. I, I agree with you that this is like the le- the most scripted. There is that. <laughs> Feels the most scripted. There like it is. Most people would not let these people in, but like some of the other pieces feel less scripted. Less, uh, less, less scripted. Less scripted. Uh, about how when Mike looked out the window. When Mike was leaning out that fucking window and he was like, like hey, hey, who's out there? Who's out there? And they're like, hey, come five over feet here. higher than they are. Like, hey. Just leaning out there with like a lead fucking pipe. Just like, <laughs> trying to come yeah. in here. They all come up with like, They'll find like bats and like weapons as this is happening. So they're like, this is a key theme of the show is this whole question of security <laughs> and like, how far do you take the security and like how absorbed in the situation have you been versus how much are you aware that guys. the people that you are securing yourself against are actors? Guys. Like that is a key part of this whole show. Guys, imagine if they actually filmed it like one pilot season and they had a crazier mic when they actually oh, let those other four people in and then crazy God. mic actually just as soon as they walked in bashed in the heads of like three of these people like oh no this was just a reality TV show. You went too far. Like I, yeah. like I definitely wonder how many reality TV shows have been produced that have like gone south like that that have just kind of just, been like covered up. It's oh, like, like oh murdered shit, three of the four people that, like, coming in. Yeah, definitely that, like, a good amount. I'm like sure. I, I am sure that it has happened. Yeah, a good amount. What? A hundred percent. Wait, can you go to what? the internet corner, please, and validate? You can't just say things like I will there check is a it out. Amount. But no, I, I was thinking of a twist of the show too, where they actually end up taping like several colonies in isolation in the same area and then like halfway through the season they start bringing them together i'm into that some shit's gonna go down what if one would call this like some sort of utopia and they're trying to uh, <laughs> uh throwback well there's something i get it about- i get it throwback to season two season, season one. one. Oh, oh that's God. the first season episode one. Of Noah. episode Noah. one drink yeah. <laughs> S one E one of the podcast. Uh, anyway, so like these, the second Wait, is group that the pilot of episode. Oh yeah, you guys just threw it back to the pilot. We did at ease, soldier. Uh, there's the second night. There's motorcycle looters this time, and like Mike's having none of those people either. He's up in like, like trying to get everyone awake. I'm like, why are you waking everyone up? What are they gonna do? Well, there's something weird where the you're gonna so, motorcycle. So they cut to the like the experts that like decide what's gonna happen on the show, and they're like, "This is what we think the people are gonna do. Like, this is really gonna band them together." And there's there's a part where someone says like like We will never hurt them. We will never swing at them." But they don't know that. And yeah. it's like, 
why don't they know that? Because like, because all these people come out <laughs> with as many weapons as they can find in this house, which are a lot. Yeah, it definitely sets up a very dangerous situation when the participants do not know that these other people are not going to hurt them because they are yeah. arming. They're arming themselves. And let's just say that Mike, at one point after it, said, "You should have let me out there because I would have taken out one of these guys and I would have had his bike." I would have had his bike. Like, that guy just wanted the bike. Also, it was a nice bike. I mean, if that's a... a <laughs> nice, but... I mean, like, imagine... What, you, you could you could tear that thing apart for a bunch of parts for running some shit. I don't know. Why is also every post-apocalyptic, like, movie, reality series, everything, just has the nicest motorcycles? Like, why are we always living in a world after where motorcycles are the only form of transportation and they're all made by Orange County choppers? <laughs> you gotta get the... You gotta rep... You know where you're getting those motorcycles. <laughs> they got to pay. When have we watched Orange County Choppers? Though? We, we have need to not. do that. We need to get that in the queue. All right. Immediately. I didn't put it in the queue. We got to do it. All Double right. episode tonight. Uh, also, I think I don't think Mike says it in, at right now, but I have this quote right, written down. You're messing with my, my reality. I'm going to mess with your reality. Oh, yeah. And I forget when that was. I think it might be when the, the other looters were com- the other people were coming in. Um, also, there's a there's a woman who has a large pencil as a weapon. Yo, <laughs> I didn't know. Do we all remember that? I did not see pointy. that. Do we remember this? No. This is Amy because it's a huge uh, pencil. Uh, hey, it's kind of like a walking stick. But I want to talk about this giant pencil for a Let's second. Do it. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Chris, <laughs> what do you not want to have on the end of a pointy thing of boron? Graphite. You don't want graphite. You don't want graphite. You, want graphite. you know, know what has a pointy graphite. thing of graphite at the end? A giant thing of pencil. Oh, yeah, why I'm do you bring this up, Max? Because Chernobyl, hell of a television show. Hell of a television show. You know, it got kind of weird a little bit at first. <laughs> On HBO, everyone. HBO, HBO Go, all the way and get it from all your streaming platform devices. Um, Apple the- TV, Roku, Samsung TV, <laughs> Vizio TV. It's a little hard at first because you got to wrap your head around the fact that everyone's British Amazon Fire Cube in the show. And then, like, all right, guys. All right, we're gonna roll it back. Like Dunkirk, and you're just like, wait a second. Did this happen in the UK or did this happen in Russia? So but, now they they're trying to I mean, set by up the they're trying of architecture that they had going on. It, it, it works. They're trying works. to set up these lights, <laughs> and they find like forty like car batteries and like. Half of them seemingly work. They, is like it's quite it's quite nuts. And then they're always like, you know, this will last us uh, like you know a week, but we'll have to figure out a way to charge these things. And the next time on, they find solar panels. <laughs> so I would I would critically say that that one of the four people that rolled up, this guy Vlad, is Vladdy. some kind of an engineer who. As time goes on, proves to be critical to the inventions that they're that they're also, trying to. Also, oh, yes. Vladimir, also Russian, also was a British guy, which takes me back to Chernobyl. All right, <laughs> he was definitely. All right, we're gonna pivot. Everybody in Ukraine is actually British. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We're gonna radioactive we're gonna material pivot. that turned them pivot, into all British pivot. people. We're gonna talk about the most important thing on this television program, which was socks. There was oh, uh, socks, socks, grilled socks. Unbelievable that happened. Grilled socks. socks. Grilling the socks. Yeah, so socks. the first night so, when they make socks fire. Socks on the grill. How long do you think you would go without socks, Chris Lorenz? If you were on this program, <laughs> how long would you take until you were like, oh, I need to do something with the socks? Well, uh, I'm going to call on 
Max. Uh, as a huge fan of flip flops, forever days. What if you don't All have right. flip flops though? What if it's like? What if it's deep winter? Uh. Have you ever watched the film The Social Network where Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> flip flops around in the snow? Fair. He's now Facebook. a gajillion. Right. He's now a gajillionaire. That's why we have the internet corner over here. He did something. Yeah. So yeah. you guys gave me a task to find out how reality shows could go wrong. <laughs> Boom! Back to the. All right, corner. we're gonna pivot. So pivot. I'll back to the sock thing though in a little bit because I love. Honestly, this is an article from Hollywood Re- Reporter, so reputable site from 2013. Ooh. Mark Zuckerberg runs around in the snow. Could <laughs> could be. The title of the headline, The Dark Side of Reality TV, 27 Tragic Deaths. What? what? Whoa. So, I didn't even bring up John. I am re- dead reading through, and about yet. like half the deaths are like directly from like shooting the show. Do you really emphasize shooting there? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> some. You did that so <laughs> weird. They all did it from shooting so the show. <laughs> some of the deaths are like, they just happen to be famous from reality TV, but some of them were like, oh, they were doing a parachute um, like exercise. Again, why are you keep emphasizing the word shoot? <laughs> well, it's all seeing the show. <laughs> Everyone was Maybe. shot <laughs> while they were filming and then nothing to do with the actual death. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so that was in 2013. Uh, you can imagine what's happened. All right, in so the give us one years. internet corner. Give us one story on. No, no on stories are fine. Shooting we, okay. the shows that went wrong. We're okay. You yeah, no, no, no. That. So the top one. Oh no, we're good. Eric Hill. <laughs> Tell me All about right, Eric who Hill. Who was so on the tenth season of The Bachelorette? Uh, Suffered critical injuries in 2014. I thought you said the article was in 2013. <laughs> oh, <shit>. You <laughs> lying liar! Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. No, Science isn't what? adding up. <laughs> Noah, just tell us how he died. Wait, so and why you're laughing about it? <laughs> A shooting. So the guy died the show. while paragliding in Utah after his parachute collapsed. He went into coma sucks. and he died. But what is shocking? The There's literally the, the scene from Wedding Crashers. No, but the article... I'm paragliding. Look at me, babe. Uh, what an idiot. Anyway, that's the article's time-stamped April 2013. I can't understand why that is from 2014. Oh, number two is oh, a guy from... Oh, um, man. Um, it's a conspiracy. Cons- it really is. It's a oh, Back oh, to oh, the well, Future the 2 button. shit. Yeah, you hit a Viagra ad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why are you getting Viagra ads? Wow, sponsor no. right there. Hey, everyone needs some medication. Male dysfunction. Yeah. Um, no, that's not it. So, we'll follow up on this later. I'll send it out to the pod. The second one is the guy from uh, the West Virginia show, though. Yeah, Buck Wild. Bu- oh, what is Buck, Buck Wild? Wild. And why show. is it not on our list? Because that guy died and they canceled the show after that. He's like <laughs> oh, the main guy shit. from it. Anyway, we're just saying. Right. Right. So I don't know if we yeah. have the information or the capacity right. to deal with the emotional so, uh, trauma that we're getting into right now. So it starts. Well, let's go back to socks. It starts. Do you want, it starts let's pouring. Let's talk about the socks, though. Socks. What about the you rainbow? And me, baby, we gotta talk about. There's socks. nothing. Just, it's gross. Okay, guys, we can move on. We can move past socks. No. All right. Let's talk they about socks. One compliance. They make their own socks. 
Oh yeah, they yeah. make their own socks because they're grilling their own they socks. <laughs> Just they make, make socks up. Their socks. You're in L.A. There's sun all day. This what temperature week. is it outside? They literally. It's why def- do they need this? It's definitely winter. What is happening? But it's L.A. winter. Yeah. It's like Florida winter. I remember, like, oh man. I need to take my socks off. And they weren't making a big deal of like, oh, they took their socks off. Their feet are going to get really cold. They're just like, there's glass. And then John, later in the episode, just running around naked outside. So obviously it wasn't that oh, big of a deal. You can't just make that jump now. Okay, let's be clear. This was on like day four. They haven't showered. There's no deodorant. There's no toothpaste. Let's be clear. But the feet and it is rains. safer after three days? No, no, no. Days? It rains. And then you're like, hey, I need to get outside and get cleaned off. And he's like, this feels very liberating. Yeah, but he's barefoot because he's still, it's not like he's got his fake socks on. He's it's not like he's got his ass other socks the, Here's on. the thing. Here's the thing. And they're just like making a huge deal about why they needed to make socks. And like, they're just like, need to grill the socks for some reason. We don't see what happens after though. They're grilling socks. We don't see the post sock look because I guarantee they had washed the clothes and they had to dry them. That was still two days before they washed the clothes. <laughs> they grilled the socks. We never see what happens with the socks after. They just kind of like, oh, we should probably just clean this up because they grilled their socks for some. Two reason. days in, it's two days in. They did mention you're not grilling socks. If there's anything I've learned on Barbecue Pitmasters All Stars Grand Champion Season Two is Kings that you gotta Choco. grill the socks. They're with not- Kings for Chaco competition grade Chaco. They're not even doing that two days in on Survivor. Like, I mean, it's just, they there's mentioned, no reason. They mentioned their socks were wet for whatever reason. Again, hang up your socks, bring them out, and But it's the middle of the good. night. It was in the middle of the day. It was the middle of the it night. It was the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and your socks are is, wet. I'm not wearing those socks. There's a fire. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Even not the not of- only do not only do they grill their socks to dry them, they make fake socks out of bubble wrap. Yeah, styrofoam like bubble wrap. Okay, they okay, were okay. out of they were out of like envelopes like like FedEx envelopes you use like ship stuff or something yeah yeah here's the thing that whatever you you act like if your feet are cold you wouldn't like some nice toasty warm socks if it's a post-apocalyptic situation <laughs> the last thing I'm worried about is like hey you know how we have all that duct tape and styrofoam we might need at some other point for really important things socks. let's waste it all on my feet right now because I need socks I totally disagree your feet are super vulnerable I am with James like you take care of your feet because if you can't walk around, guess what? You ain't doing much of anything. Hey, I, you- I totally agree with you. I just do not think two days in that your socks have fallen apart enough that this yeah. is the issue. No, soaking wet socks? Guys, definitely two days in. They You're were standing in the them. LA River submerged in water. And that was fine. gross. I don't have an issue with them. <laughs> I, my issue isn't with them trying to dry their socks. It's how they try to dry their socks. Okay, I have, I an- I have another. I have another point to bring to the sock table. So we have seven. We have seven survivors who like enter the stage, and then four people enter later. The four people, one of them has Stop a suitcase. Playing. Correct. One of them has a suitcase full of clothing. At least two of them. That is Correct. like searched. How much yeah. stuff are these people allowed to bring? Yeah, that guy just also all. This I, stuff that's was a big all, question. All yeah. this stuff was all white. Like everything that they open up, I just remember like he had a black suitcase and they're just pulling out like white underwear, white shirts, uh, white socks? pants. Are there socks? socks. Just like put how many socks, socks were there? How many pairs of socks are you talking this? about? Like, what's going on around here? <laughs> so to answer Annabeth's question, it seems about like they all have about 
a duffel bag or small overhead bin size suitcase worth of stuff that they've at some point been allowed to bring in that they've been carrying into the show. Whatever you can carry, eight miles. Right, well, eight miles. Like, I think that's. I think that is the test. Actually. I mean, I I actually don't fault this against the program because I love the mystery, but like, th- there is no explanation that people are allowed to bring anything. <laughs> like yeah, people well, just welcome show up. to reality TV. They never well, explain no, but anything. Like, but, I, but I do think that like with modern reality TV, like they go into the details like way too much and like it's really annoying like this like everything that happened in this program would have been like 10 programs <laughs> on like a current like sort of are you saying what are these words i program can I, can I, it would be you, it would be like it'd be like here how we pick the people that would be a whole episode and do you mean like, like here uh, how the people walked the to the sanctuary do you whole mean episode, program you know? no i, th- I think she means programs like the things in russia yeah you know like you know that reminds me Jews. of yeah no but like, no. that's not what happened. What else happened in Russia? No. Chernobyl happened in Russia. Oh. Maybe that's why they got it wrong is because they were saying programs instead of programs. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I love how you say programs, and I'm going to start <laughs> saying it like programs a, from like now on. It's like a cool UK reality no, show. No, it sounds like casual racism, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Wow, that took a turn, and we did a whole Just like, making sure you're segment. aware. Casual racism? Yet. All right, just so making sure you're aware. Later on this episode, they figure out how to make coffee. <laughs> That's it's, another thing. Yeah, as like we segue. Like, I don't know what like, they handle this right now. Wow. They're like, we need to get the sledgehammer. These people are freaking addicted. These people are very addicted to coffee. Let's be clear. Yeah. People are losing their minds. They're like, it's been four days and I haven't had a cup of damn coffee. I'm out of control. Let's make some coffee. So somehow, not only is there just a bag of coffee beans lying around this warehouse yeah. then they have a coffee pot they boil uh, some water no, john or somebody brought coffee beans somehow some way and then they're just taking a sledgy to it i have Gotta no idea it up. there you go did was he allowed to bring coffee in a suitcase of mystery okay somebody brings all white clothes somebody brings clot coffee like that's the rules in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> situation i mean you definitely trying to hoard that coffee if you find coffee yeah like, i mean I think they probably found it in the factory because they feel like a bunch of other kind of canned foods and that kind of stuff. I really can't remember if alcohol ever comes into play on this show. Do you remember that? Do not remember. Because I really wonder if Michael... It, I can't remember if he was an alcoholic. And I wonder if oh, that like comes man. into play later. He definitely seems like he's like right. getting In over something. In this first something. episode, there's hints of... There's no <gasps> way that they would let him have a drink of alcohol because three shots in, he would actually murder one of those fake looters. That would be some great TV, so, though. Yeah, but then one of those fake looters is dead, and then we don't actually ever see this thing. Two two questions about the show. Do they ever introduce a host? And also, do they ever have, like, oh, a challenge, and you can get the alcohol if you win the challenge? There was no, There's no host, and it is totally unsupervised. There are no challenges. That's it. Mm. How, no long ever were, in. how long were they out? doing this i'm not sure what 10 weeks i'm not sure over oh, 10 weeks they say it in the beginning of the show 10 weeks 10 weeks social experiment but and how many episodes is the show there's basically Three. something like i think it's about 10 uh so there's basically something like like towards the end where it's like like an opportunity to like escape la and like go somewhere else will like present itself and it kind of like turns out that at the end, whoa, 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 whoa! You're getting the spoiler territory. Oh, we should okay, not ruin okay. it for the it's audiences. Fine. There are some we'll things get, that we'll will get. happen and things that they will figure out and engineer, and circumstances will present themselves. 
Okay. Maybe they'll figure it out. <laughs> there, Who knows? There was some sort of, well, Max, what did you call it? Some weird boat situation? Oh. Is it a car boat? Car boat. The car boat situation? No. There, there, was, was, a, there was a boat with four wheels under it. It was a <laughs> boat <laughs> on a trailer. No, <laughs> You've never seen a boat on land before, Max? It was, it was a duck boat no, or anything. This was very clearly a car boat. It was not. It couldn't have not been any less clear of, of a car boat. <laughs> it was a boat on a train. Imagine that this warehouse was just actually some old movie studio that they just then went into and just like, oh my gosh, there's a DeLorean in here. Oh my god, there's a boat car. <laughs> All right, does anyone have the minutiae they really need to talk about? Should we just go to ratings? There's I mean, other minutia, oh, but man. like, I mean, there's other minutia that I th- we could dive into. Here. I think that one of the big things here. That, is, that was consistently compelling with the show is their reaction to the outside invaders and stuff like that and like what they do in the future to like try and deal with the security situation like we got like a little bit of like a flavor of it in the kind of next time on clip package but uh the deeper that they get into the situation the more they believe seemingly the more they believe that these like in like invaders are like trying to take their shit and like really fuck with them so they start building like increasingly powerful weapons to like try and deal with them. So at some point, like they build like a literal like flamethrower that they can use like out of that window that that dude was peeking out of, like for anybody who's rolling up. So if they need to, they can light people on fire if they're trying to come and fuck with them. There has to be a plan in this show. There has to be somebody in here that's working with their producers to be like, "Hey, what if we just convince like." like Greg to go over there and try to make this flamethrower. So how the show is essentially controlled from the producers is more of these uh, things, situations that will come up. uh, And some of that will be sort of scripted from the outside without the people that are in the experiment really knowing. So some of that is done through the marauders who are maybe attacking or trying to steal some, maybe some food or something like that in particular days. Uh, other times it could be in the way form of like radio signals or some kind of communication or signage. And so they'll sort of get some hints of things that like maybe something's happening or maybe we should go explore some other area or maybe we should build some sci- some sort of vehicle to escape. Uh, and so that's essentially how the producers control the show without like a host or like very explicit objectives. Uh, just to lay some it just work. seems like a nuts thing to build no matter what. Like unless the producers left like the stuff to make the flamethrower and gave some sort of hint, hey, maybe you should make a flamethrower. There's no fucking way anyone makes a flamethrower in this situation. It's it's totally unclear. I I, I, I I get where you're coming from. The the reality though, well, at least as we're led to believe, right? Like, I mean, it's a, it's a show. They could show us whatever. Uh, but these people have certain particular backgrounds and certain skill sets. Some are doctors, uh, some are you know mechanical engineers, some are like software engineers. Other people are accountants, and like just varies. Uh, some people are are, are machinists and, and manufacturers or like fabricators. Like these people have legitimate skills, and so when you put them in a warehouse factory type building with like seemingly a lot of supplies, they can kind of create some interesting stuff. I think that's really what Harrison's getting at is that's kind of what's interesting of the show over time is like the shit they started build collectively, uh, and then you sort of see how the interactions unfold of these little projects. I just. I don't believe it. I don't believe anyone's like, hey, we're in this warehouse full of random ass shit. Let's make a flamethrower. What I want to talk about in some of the minutiae, and Annabeth, you made a point on this as well, is our boy Joey, who shows up with a pocket knife. 
and then makes a big <laughs> deal about his pocket knife. He is also the same guy that says, I believe it's when the going gets going, the going gets going, going get going. I think I might have that wrong. Does anyone else have that? Do you remember what I was talking about? Uh, I do. And I also remember he, he followed that up with something like, once things get tough, all the morals go out the window. He said something like that. <laughs> and you're just like, right what? There, yeah. Kill that com- like, he made a big oh deal about God. how he was going to just come in there and just stir the pot. Yeah, I mean, that dude seems like he's all in. Like, he's he's either hardcore acting or hardcore convinced that he's in this situation. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't have any other minutia to talk about. So, like, if everyone's okay, we can move to ratings. So, James, if you're... Or, James. Chris, if you're not aware, do you know how the ratings work? Yeah, I got it. So, like, <laughs> I'm going to put this... I hate to say it, but I think I'm going to put it in the bottom third. Okay. I was just kind of bored. Like, I, I was not invested. I do think this show would be kind of interesting to watch to get, like, once the, like, colony is more set up and see these people's dynamics with within each other seems kind of interesting. I would have loved to see, like, a little more setup of, like, maybe almost like a Team A versus Team B kind of situation. That way, the team dynamics would have been really more, comp- like, a lot more compelling. So it's it's I think it is begrudgingly in the bottom third, but I just like was kind of checked out and I wouldn't couldn't see myself watching another episode. James, what do you got for me? Top third. Here's the thing. Wow. Uh, first episode. Whoa. Bold statement. Yeah, I know you guys don't like it. We're gonna get to that. We'll, we'll 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 get over to that side of the room in a minute. Uh, but here's the thing. The first episode is definitely the worst of the season uh, by far. Uh, and what's good of the show is exactly what Chris was asking for, and that all starts to happen over time. Uh, and so is the, it those... Team B? You always got to love when your first episode is the worst episode. Unlike Chernobyl, how about that <laughs> episode? The first episode of Chernobyl has to be one of the best television episodes, episodes just of all of time. Of all time, 100%. All time. It was so yeah. good. I mean, it just hooks you in. All right, let James in. continue right, with his sorry, top third. Sorry, that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> I think you should throw your pants on the grill, though, because they're probably a mess over there. So the thing about the show <laughs> is really... Means. Are they wet? Are they, did I poop? Did I pee? What happened there? All, all three. All three? Oh, I pooped, peed, and they're wet. <laughs> <laughs> How's Chernobyl, though? Oh, man, did you say Chernobyl? I gotta talk I did the same it. thing when I watched Chernobyl. <laughs> He's getting oh paid my by gosh. HBO. That first episode, literally, my jeans were just wet. I mean, <laughs> and you just felt so Yikes. much when you see the radiation coming down. As somebody said to me, "It is where is the host? It is somebody so ring you. Team him up for it this. So I can't good. just be like as every as articles, somebody mute the mic. You as articles said articles that were written about it. It is the best monster movie of the summer, and that has Godzilla, King of Monsters, in there." Which I'm going to say this, the plot's a little strange on that one. They go off in different things, but man, All right, we're not talking about Godzilla. Spectacular I'll, I'll, I'll give you Chernobyl, but you cannot talk about Godzilla. On how well they did with the CGI and everything else. James, go. <laughs> that was an unbelievable like, five-minute rant. Chris, I want to come back to this, but later. <laughs> I mean, why don't we just get on it right now? Nice. <laughs> I think we got the mics. So, are we talking about King of Monsters, Godzilla? Are we okay, about, James, are we stop you reading right Okay, up. so Chris. Consider the following. Godzilla beat Chernobyl, but what birthed Godzilla? A nuclear accident. So it's kind of a chicken and egg situation. Oh my god, what happens if the two shows if that if Because Chernobyl you know what you know what created nuclear King things? Of monsters? 
Also, radioactive lizards. You got one show talking about how nuclear things are bad, and you got one show talking about how they're like sticking down a a nuclear bomb down to some dragon's throat to save the world. Like, I mean, yeah, give me a lot of different takes on nuclear power right now. Spoiler alert for Godzilla 2 there, I think. Okay, and we're fucking done now. We're moving on. Max, shut the fuck up. Next. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? Side, top third. It's a great what? show. <laughs> Max, do you want to intro for like 10 more minutes? Nope. Which 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 show are we talking about? <laughs> uh, Chernobyl. Nice. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. All right, Harrison, what do you got? Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a top third show again for me. Uh, I think that's uh, super interesting to watch. The inventions are super interesting. I love thinking about how these real people are going to interact with these fake actor marauder type people. If I was a marauder, I would be scared that one of these people would injure me in their crazed mental state. Top third. All right, Noah, what do you got? Season four is starting out like dog shit. I feel like John Lovett's character on The Critic. It stinks. Um, This is another bottom third. But I'll put it at the top of the bottom only because I have so much insight that it gets better. Uh, but what I really dislike about this show is you don't know the premise the characters are in. I, I agree with Chris. There's a lot of things that could make this better. If you know this is more of a challenge thing, and like there's a lot of things set up for them to go find different things. But this whole thing, like you don't know if they know the situation they're in. Like There's too much guessing. You can't just sit back and enjoy the show. And for that reason, it's a piece of shit. Part oh. of the show is the mystery. Harsh words. Harsh words. <laughs> it, it's a harshly bad show. All right. Mr. Hayes, Chris, we right, for if, us. Uh, I put my rating system into this, um, and you're looking at from a you know Chernobyl down to a uh, Godzilla Kings of Monsters, I'm going to put about an X-Men Dark Phoenix. Um, oh, oh! Yeah. You're really dating us. The right incomprehensible now. rating system makes no makes I'm no sense. I'm into it. Keep it going. From from Godzilla two to Chernobyl, it's a dark phoenix. Yeah, yeah, it's a dark phoenix. What? So what does that what? mean? The, no, it, it doesn't. So it's worse yeah. so it's than the, the worst one. Side. <laughs> Bingo! Max gets me. This guy gets it. It's worse than the worst one. It. Max gets me. Yeah, it's uh, it's not one that I really um. I'm going to seek out to see um, if it's in front of me and it's on like what happened. Uh, I'll watch it, but that's about it. Max, what do you got? Did you guys know that Toy Story 4 is 99% Rotten Tomatoes right now? I'm gonna yeah, baby. Dude, I'm oh, gonna, bring it home. I'm going to cry so Ooh, much. Though. All right. Okay. This is the opposite of Toy Story 4. <laughs> yeah. This is a middle of the bottom. It's not the worst show we've watched, which is... Anything hosted by Donald J. Trump Jr., the senior, the fourth. Uh, so it's like a Cars 2 you're telling me out of Pixar movies. Yeah, no. This is clearly in the bottom tier, but <laughs> middle of the bottom. That That is a very uh, okay, good... Okay, okay. I'm very into this rating system now, the Pixar rating system. Ooh. Toy Story 2, clearly a middle third, middle of the middle. All right. Uh, Ooh, no, I'd, I'd disagree with you there. I think Toy Story Two is a little bit higher up than that. <laughs> All right, that's 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 ratings. I think that's it for us this week. I do have some juicy details on a show we've watched before. Can but I I'll save them? Yes. What kind of juice you got? Can I take a guess? I, we'll talk about it next week. Give me the Max, juice. What's your guess? 
juice. Game of Clones. No. Uh, a little hotel we went to called Paradise Hotel. Oh. That ended like a week and a half ago. Okay. Yeah, Paradise Hotel Juice. Yeah. My coworker watched the end. So we'll, we'll leave that till next time because I, I think we've gone super long. And it's, it's listen to next time for the juicy details you know the, on Paradise Hotel. Paradise Hotel. And you can, you can find us on. You never have to leave. <laughs> right. That's on, the one that that song is about. The Paradise on, Hotel. On Twitter, at UberThisOn and Facebook.com slash UberThisOn. You can email us questions and suggestions at WhoPutThisOn at gmail.com. Shameless plug. Walking out with Chris Hayes. Listen to it during the Miami football season. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs>